We are going into our second to last episode before opening day. Second to last episode. That's right. Literally next Thursday is when the big game starts. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. And if you guys are seeing on our YouTube channel and and hearing, you know, the lack thereof uh, new uh, features. Yeah. So uh, we used to be affiliated with Fans Only Sports Network. We have now split, have gone our separate ways. Um, we're going to we're working to get StreamYard back because pr- StreamYard was provided through Fans Only Sports Network. So we're going to work to uh, get that uh, back independently. But anyways, we do have a lot planned for you this episode. We're going to talk about Russell Wilson signing his massive extension and the Tennessee Titans with some recent moves uh, and just over this offseason, essentially having a bit of a rough season and talking talking about maybe some trouble they'll get into and joining us to help with all of this special guest, Ben Farina. Ben, welcome to the show. Why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Um, all right. So my name's Ben Farina. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Um, I, my favorite team is the Kansas City Chiefs, not the Detroit Lions. Um, I have a YouTube channel. Uh, it's Ben Dover Games. And I just like football. I like the, I like the name. Yeah, yeah, me too. We love getting uh I mean we love getting football fans on here. We're glad to see that you're a Chiefs fan and not a uh Detroit Lions fan. Um must be tough for them, especially with the departure of, you know, Matthew Stafford and then they go and win a ring, but Patrick Mahomes, man. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. No Tyreek Hill though. That's going to yeah. be tough. But yeah, but you got Kelsey. Yeah, that's true. And uh, what's his name? Juju Smith-Schuster and uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So they're going to try to work to kind of recreate Tyreek Hill. Let's see how that goes. But we're going to get right into it. So Russell Wilson has signed a massive contract extension with the Denver Broncos. So the specifics are it is a five-year deal worth $245 million total, 165 mil guaranteed. And so he's already going to be under contract for the next two years, meaning he's going to be he's technically under contract for the Broncos for seven for seven seasons, meaning he will be the quarterback of the Denver Broncos when he's 41 years old. So, guys, I'll start with you, Ben. What do you think of this deal? Um, the length of it, it's it's not. Uh... I, I don't like quarterbacks when they go past the age of 40 because I think they are not good when they get past the age of 40. But the the money, it's, it's suitable for him. He's been a top quarterback for a long time now, so he's deserving of the money. But the length, uh, I'm just not a fan of. Yeah, it's um, it's we're get, we're entering an era where there are uh, you know. The money's going up there for quarterbacks. Teams are starting to realize that. So I, I completely understand the money kind of being there and the length is wow, especially for a quarter, a dual threat quarterback like Russell Wilson. But CJ, what are your thoughts? Well, 
I mean, it's good for the Broncos that they did get their guy under wraps because, you know, there's no point in giving up a haul for him just for him to leave two years later. But as you mentioned, he's going to be 41 years old, you know, when his contract is up. And I don't know if you remember any of the 40-year-old quarterbacks we've had in recent vintage. Well, let me put it to you straight. Anyone not named Tom Brady has just been a mummified husk out there. I mean, Drew Brees was below average. Roethlisberger, was he 40? Was he like or late 30s? He couldn't even throw late the 30s, ball. Yeah. And we all remember Peyton Manning getting carried by that Denver defense in 2015, where he basically just stood there like a statue in the pocket. So, yeah. And I'm usually not a fan of the scrambling quarterback just because they tend to have shorter shelf lives. But this is Russell Wilson, and I've said this many times on the show. He is what we call a smart scrambler. He's not looking to rip off the 40-yard touchdown run. Just a first down, he either slides or ducks out of bounds. That's playing smart football. And Denver, you just traded for your guy. You've always said you're one quarterback away. You better friggin' win a ring. You know, because if you don't, my question will be, why? Yeah, the what I'm really... So there's a couple things I look at with this. It's number one, there's really only been two quarterbacks who have played uh, to the age of 41 and to, and still and still be able to play at a high level. Drew Brees was was able to to an extent. Tom Brady ha- is still going into age 45, and it, it's certainly possible for Russell Wilson to to make it work because he's a smart guy. He knows he makes good decisions. And he's kind of tur- turned into a pocket passer. Just if you're going to see any of these quarterbacks play at a high level to that age, is it going to be Russell Wilson? I mean, he's a good quarterback. He's a very good quarterback. I don't. I never really saw him as a great quarterback. Somebody who can who can last that long. I see him getting into his late 30s. Let's say 38, 39. But 41. I don't know about that. And I also look at the money. I'm a little worried about that. And I understand the that the market for quarterbacks is starting to get uh, inflated, if you will. But you can't look. It's very hard to build a team around you when you're take when you're eating up that much cap space. I mean, look at the look at the Chiefs. They've they gave they gave Patrick Mahomes this massive deal, and they they were forced to get to get rid of Tyreek Hill. And Green Bay. What's that? I yeah, said Green, Green, yep, Green Bay. Green Bay. They had to they uh Zadarius Smith out the door. And Devontae Smith gone. Devontae Adams, you mean? Excuse yeah, why did I say Devontae Smith? Jeez. Jesus. Um, but it's 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 basically that. But I, I kind of understand the length because quarterbacks can go really long, but the money is tough, and I'm not sure he's gonna last till exactly age forty age forty one. So the li- the window is probably not going to be seven years. It's probably going to be more like three to four years because this is a good young team they have around them. But those contracts will be up and it'll be time to pay those players. The Patrick Sertans of the world, the Jerry Judys of the world, the Cortland, the Cortland Suttons of the world, the Javante Williamses of the world. You're going to have to pay those guys eventually. And are you going to be able to do it with this massive contract of Russell Wilson? I'm not sure about that. So. That's my, those are my main concerns. Overall, you got to lock up your quarterback. So I, I like that they did it. Interesting, interesting details, though, is what I'll say. 
Yeah, Adam. Uh, when, like I said, when I when I look at that deal, it's just the age. That's going to be a huge red flag. And frankly, I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't even play out that whole contract. You know, it's probably going to be like one of those cases, like uh, I don't know, like when one of the old quarterback retires. I want to say it happened to like Andrew Luck. You know, where they're still on. I mean, he wasn't old, but you get the point. Where he was still under contract by the time they're still going to have to keep paying him to the future. It's a ball and chain either way. Yeah, it is. It certainly is. But they have to do what they do, what they need to do to keep their quarterback. And like I said, the it the the real window here because they need to keep the roster around them is about three to four years. So they have these two years that Russell Wilson was already under contract, where they'll they should be in you know, I, I would say contenders at least competitive, and then they have two one to two more years after that. And then after that, they'll be it'll be a slow, slow. Uh, it'll it'll be a slow decline for them. I see because you can't hold on to all that to all of that um, all of that talent and not be able to pay them. But uh, so another part of us not having Streamyard is we can't really segment the show. So you guys know that in between segments, just to give you guys a little bit of a um, give give you guys a little bit of a breather, we we throw in the intro. We'll tease the next segment. We throw in the intro. It's about 30 seconds, and then we're back. So, but we can't do that now. I can't tease the next segment. I'm going to give it to you. So, moving on, uh, Derek Henry uh, on the Titans has just restructured his deal uh, for he's gaining about he's going to be four, he's going to be gaining 14 mil this season, and he's entering a contract year, meaning. He could be out the door after this season. On top of that, today we found out Harold Landry, their star pass rusher, had 12 sacks this past season. And first Pro Bowl selection, Torres ACL. On top of that, a lot of you guys already know, wide receiver A.J. Brown traded to the Eagles. So with all this in mind, everything that's going on with them are the Titans in trouble in the next couple of years? Ben, I'll start with you. Um, so just going off of this year, not like for further on, um, I already thought they were going to be in trouble once they lost A.J. Brown. And now that they've lost Harold Landry, um, it's just going to keep going downhill. Um, I personally believe uh, they'll, they'll still be, they'll still get like a couple of wins, like six, seven I think maybe, but uh, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year just by the Harold Landry thing. Yeah. I mean, with six or seven wins, you're not, you're definitely not unless you're, you know, unless the Colts suck, which I completely, I very much doubt that team is really loaded. Probably the best Colts team we've seen in a long time. Mm -hmm. I would say, do you think they're better? Do you think they look better or worse than the 2018 Colts? Andrew Luck's last good year. Maybe a little bit worse. Yeah, it's it, it's fairly close. I think the their rushing game, I would say, is a little better, wouldn't you think? Yeah, actually, a lot better. Like, I don't know who the, I've, I'm blanking on who they had at the time. 
But this year they have, I mean, Jonathan Taylor is the slam dunk number one overall pick mm-hmm. in fantasy, which tells you how good of a running back he is because, you know, fantasy football owners love their running backs. But uh, CJ, what are your thoughts? Plain and simple, I don't think the Titans are making the playoffs. Yeah. Now, we could, you know, look at the roster, but let's look at the man under center, Ryan Tannehill. All those Titan fans are like, oh, he's going to, you know, he's going to be really good. He's turning the corner. Well, the lie detector determined that was a lie. And they drafted Malik Willis in the third round, so they're already quietly shooing Tannehill out the door. And let me tell you, when his contract's up, they're not bringing him back. He's not going to take you anywhere. And when you look at the A.J. Brown trade, like, what's going to happen? Who does Tannehill have to throw to? You have the rookie Traylon Burks. You have Robert Woods coming off what I believe is a torn ACL. Yeah, And then some other people. Yeah. Okay, thank you. And, you know, there are some other people that they found at the dollar store. And, you know, Derrick Henry, he too is coming off an injury. And, you know, he plays the big man, like, bruiser running back style. You Titans fans, you better hope he's 100%. Because if he's not, it's going to be a long season. And Harold Landry being done for the year, oh, that is just icing on the injury-ridden cake at this point because I just look at them. I mean, you're, now with Landry gone, you're going to have to double-team, you know, if you're an offense, you're going to double-team Jeffrey Simmons every play, and who's going to make, who's going to step up? Is it going to be Bud Dupree, who they gave an absorbent amount of money to? I don't know. I really don't. It's not looking good for the Titans, and unless the Colts, entire team goes on IR Indy's winning that division. And I don't really think it's going to be close. All right. You guys want me to give you the answer to this? Are they in trouble because of what's happened? They've, they've been in trouble ever since they committed to Ryan Tannehill over going after Tom Brady and free agency. They, they decided they were going to center their team around a running back, a damn good running back. I'll give you that. But a running back, and listen, here's the problem. Run-first offenses typically don't win Super Bowls. They don't. They, be, they, can, they can be competitive. You can see quarterbacks who can run, who, who can just tear up the league. But once the postseason comes around, you're going to get a team that can stop the run, that can stop that one running back. But a team that is more balanced and can throw all over you, there's like three or four different targets who you have to contain. With the running game, it's one guy who you have to stop during during the play. It's one guy you have to contain. And if you can do both on offense, then that makes you a contender. If you can only do just running the ball, you're going to be in trouble, man. You are going to be in trouble. So on top of that, Derrick Henry... The guy who is who has basically made the Titans relevant the past few years got hurt, and it was kind of overdue because of all the because of all the the big workload he's had. What is he had like 300 carries in the last three years? It's like insane. I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. So he he may not even stay healthy, and yeah, he might leave in free agency, but it's almost. I mean, it's not like it's he's they're gonna miss anything out of him. And then Harold Landry, 
Torres ACL, AJ Brown. The best part of that passing offense is gone. Yeah, they got Traylon Burks, who's basically a clone of AJ Brown physically, but he's going to need some time to develop. And I'm sorry, but you cannot tell me that Ryan Tannehill is going to do more than more with less. They they were good in spite of him. The the surrounding offense made him look better. He benefited from a run first offense with AJ Brown and Corey Davis around him. Now they don't have that anymore. So looking at that, they've been in trouble because they were just married to mediocrity, but now it's really getting bad. So if you're going to rebuild this team, please do not build it around Ryan Tannehill. Do not build it around that. Do not build it around a running back, no matter how good he is. It's not going to do anything. But yeah, that's, that's kind of my basic answer. They're, yeah, it's going to be tough. I don't, it, they're not making the playoffs this year either. Yeah, Adam, I, I totally agree with you. And I just, I do want to say one thing. It, it's just, it's interesting to me. It really is with the whole, you know, how, you know, uh, Ryan Tannehill is, you know, quickly becoming just uh, like an anchor for the Titans, you know, as someone who's holding them down, weighing them down. And remember when the Titans upset the Patriots in the playoffs and Tannehill's like, oh, my God, Tannehill's going to be really good. And then they gave him like this horrible extension. And all the Titans fans were talking trash about how they uh, saved his career. Well, you only hurt yourselves and you better hope Malik Willis is good. Yeah, and it's not looking good for for, uh, Ryan Tannehill either with that. Because, I mean, look, it was just a bad look on him. In gen- I mean, we've already talk- touched on this a couple of times, but dang. You can't even say, like, yeah, I wish the kid luck. I'll help him out as much as I can. Just give a basic response to the, to the media when he was asked about mentoring him. He said, nah, we're, you know, we're, competing, we're competing against each other. We're, you know, I'm not going to help him out. Like, dude, you're a veteran. Like it just, that didn't look good. That that didn't look good on his part, but, um, I do want to move on to Ben's guest segment where he's going to predict some playoff teams here. Any surprise playoff teams, anything like that. Ben, what do you got? Uh, you broke up there on that last sentence. I didn't hear what you said. What? It, uh, so. Uh, so we're getting into so we're getting into the guest segment, um, and I was going to ask. So you you wanted to talk about playoffs, uh, playoff teams, predict playoff teams. Yeah. Uh, so what do you got? All right. So in the NFC, the Norths, um, I have the Packers edging out the Vikings by a win, maybe two, to to win the division. Um, in the NFC East, wow. I got. I'm I'm really high on the Eagles this year, so I think they'll uh, beat the Cowboys out for the East. The South is the Buccaneers, and uh, the West is the Rams. Uh, over on the AFC side, uh, I have the Ravens in the North, the Bills obviously in the East, um, the Colts in the South, and the Chargers in the West. And then the three wild cards on each side, I have the Bengals, the Chiefs, and the Raiders. 
And then on the NFC side, I have the Vikings, Cowboys, and Cardinals. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So what definitely you let off. So you let off with a bang there because I don't think CJ and I believe that the Packers are taking that division. So that was, so we, I'd love to, so what's your, so what's your explanation behind it? I'd love to. You just can't count out Aaron Rodgers. He does it every year. Okay. I mean, I, I, I understand. I just, and I, I'm not saying the Vikings are going to run away with the division, not by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't know. I, I, I mean, with all due respect, I believe what you believe, but in reverse, you know, like the Vikings win it by like a game or something. It's totally coming down to week 17 or week 18. You know, we're not going to know who wins until like the final whistle blows. Yeah. I mean, the problem with the problem is Aaron Rodgers, like any quarterback is going to struggle if they don't have the weapons around them. Like any, everybody needs some sort of help. And so the Packers lost Devontae Adams and they lost Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And who's the other guy? He has a long last name. Equinemia St. Brown. Yeah. I mean, if we, if we want to throw out that name as well. Um, what I can see with the Packers to be competitive is they, so their defense has improved even more, which was already a really good defense. And their rushing game. A.J. Dillon is going to be a very good back to go along with Aaron Jones to be a one-two punch. So I could see them becoming sort of a defense and running the ball type team, but that turns Aaron Rodgers into a game manager, which has me scratching my head as to why, as to how Rodgers of all people just uh, agreed to do that. Or it's either, or maybe, or maybe he didn't, and he thought that Devontae Adams was coming back, but. I don't like that's the only way I see them becoming uh, competing with Minnesota because I just think Minnesota all around kind of has the better team. And like, yeah, they have the the Packers have the edge in probably the secondary, I would say, obviously quarterback. But uh, receiving core. Obviously, we know where that's going. Running, uh, rushing court. What, where do we see that? So Dalvin Cook is probably the best back between everybody on those teams. What about? What do you guys think of Alexander Madison? How he stacks up against, let's say, Corey, Corey, uh, uh, AJ Dillon. Uh, well, Adam, I, I, I lean with AJ Dillon a little more because I could see AJ Dillon starting on a lot of teams, whereas Corey, I mean, as whereas Madison, I really don't think I could. We but, keep trying to say Corey Dillon yeah, is hilarious because we're Patriots fans. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's in my head. I'd prefer it wouldn't be, but, you know, it is what it is at this point. And the way I see it, you know, when I really get down to it, is simply that I like the Jones-Dillon combo more than I like the Cook and Madison combo. Now, Cook would put it over the top just by himself, but let's face it. The three of us know dude's always hurt. 
every year he misses like four to five games. This is just the law, you know, like this is how it has to be. The universe has decidedly made it so. So just for the injury reason alone, I, I got to go with Jones and Dylan. Yeah, and excuse my dog who's barking in the background. But, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, Aaron Jones over Alexander Madison, definitely. Um, I don't know, but I like Dalvin Cook more than than more than I do Aaron Jones, because yeah, you can talk you can talk about how Dalvin Cook is injury prone. So is Aaron Jones. So like, yeah, there was the ACL tear, but I mean, those happened to a lot of players. But besides that, I mean, Dal- Cook's been able to play like for, uh for the majority of all the other seasons he's played. So I don't know. I think, eh, I, 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 I lean Dalvin cook there and Madison, when he steps in to replace Dalvin cook in all the games, he's been amazing. And yeah, if he's in the right AJ situation, been better, you know, when stepping in for Jones, that's the thing. Is he though? Yes. I don't, I just, I just disagree. I don't know. I know. I like, I like, I, well, let, how about we give it a draw? Let's give it a draw in that spot between, between those two, between those two backfields. Because it's, it, it is very close. We can say that much, but yeah, I don't know. I, I have the, I have the Vikings winning that division, but I, that, yeah, the Packers will, he'll, they'll definitely be competitive. They have, they're good everywhere else around the, around the field except their, for their wide receiving core. Um, but another interesting part, I know you, I, I think you, you had in the AFC North the, uh, the Ravens taking that division over the, the Bengals. Browns they're beating out because of their 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 current situation. Steelers, they their quarterback situation needs to improve. Same with their offensive line. But so you like so you like the Ravens over the Bengals. Mhm. Uh I Super Bowl hangover. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't think that would be an issue. Except it is. Except it is. But yeah. it's Isn't it weird because Yes. Like, there's like this team. If you, if this wasn't a thing, I think most of us would have the Bengals being the favorite to go back. But they almost never do after they lose. Yeah, yeah, Adam, you're right. And we've spoken about this a lot on the show before, and we talk about how we hate it because it's not analytical. It's more superstition. But it happens darn near every year. Like, the last team to go back to the Super Bowl after losing, I believe, was New England, bouncing back after losing to the Eagles to beat the Rams. And then after that, well, I really don't know. There have been a couple teams to go back to make the Super Bowl, but to go back and win it, it's only happened twice. There were actually maybe three times? No, twice. Perhaps. I don't know. Uh, I could look it up, but I believe, I know the Dolphins did it. And we know the Patriots did it, don't we, CJ? Oh, and yeah, maybe the Cowboys? Did the Cowboys do it? I don't, I'm not sure. Here, keep keep talking, I'll look it up. 
So, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, you know, it's just, you know, we're, we're analytics people, you know, we we, we like the numbers, you know, we like to make sure everything's sound. I think Adam and Ben can agree with me, but it's just the Super Bowl hangover is just so based on superstition and yet it's real. And I'm sorry. And look, I'm an analytical guy and I hate to say it, but it is real. I mean, we've seen it. I mean, look at, uh, Oh, look at the Panthers when 15 and one Super Bowl 50 lost to Denver and they've been a train wreck ever since. Who could forget the Atlanta Falcons 28 to three? They've been middling and just out ever since. I mean, it's a thing, people. And I wonder what's going to happen to Cincy. I hope it doesn't happen, but let's see if they can break the curse. So what I found was it was. So the first team to do it was the 71 Cowboys. Then it was the 72 Dolphins, so you can guess who the 71 Cowboys beat that year. Um, And then it was the 18 Patriots. So three out of, what is it? We're going into Super Bowl 57? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Three out of 57 Super Bowls that has ever happened. It's, and that's just mind-boggling. And there's like, again, there's nothing, it's an argument out of emotion. There's nothing analytic about it, but it just happens. And the, this 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 Bengals team has improved. Their offensive line, like Joe Burrow, is going to have time to throw now, which may which open opens up all t- all different types of possibilities for Jamar Chase, as if he didn't go run wild last year, becoming offensive rookie of the year. So I don't know. Like I feel weird. Like I feel weird having the Bengals as a favorite. But I feel weird having him not as the favorite. Doesn't is like does that kind of make sense? Yeah. But um, the Ravens are definitely an underrated team. Looking at going into this year, a team that like yeah they got rid of Marquise Brown, but they have Rashad Bateman right behind them. And the the only question I have for them is with their depth uh, at the wide receiver position. And they improved on the offensive line. Um, actually, where's Ron, what's going on with Ronnie Stanley? I, I know I heard something about him. Is he going on IR? Uh, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll, you can keep talking. I'll look it up. But yeah, Ronnie Stanley. Um, I'm not sure. And looking at... You know, looking at the rest of this, um, yeah, I I think uh, I think your other part where you were talking about the Eagles uh, being uh, being favorites over the the Cowboys, the Cowboys could be contenders, perhaps, or they'll they'll be competitive, but it's going to be hard to see them beating out. The Eagles, they at best, this Eagles team is at, or excuse me, at best, this Cowboys team stays the same, Oh, Adam, which wasn't good enough. Yeah. Update on Ronnie Stanley. Uh, we don't really, it's up in the air. He's eyeing to play week one, but uh, he's questionable to say the least. Okay. So, but like, it's, cl- it's close. He, he could play week one. If not, he's back week two. Something like that. Yeah. Okay, so that's not terrible. Um, yeah, I mean, those these are all pretty solid predictions, though. I like it. Yeah. Good stuff. Anything more to add? Any hot takes? Anything? 
Um, the Super Bowl matchup, I think, is going to be the uh, the first game of the season, Bills-Rams in the Super Bowl. Bills-Rams in the Super Bowl. Yeah. There's a very real possibility. Who do you think is going to win? The Bills. Hmm. Okay. Another, an AFC East team winning the Super Bowl. We're pretty familiar with that. Couple of them. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just six. Uh, probably won't happen in a while again. Mm-hmm. I think Bill, I think Belichick is, uh, I think Belichick is holding this team hostage and it's tough because he's having trouble drafting. And you I don't want to know what I think. We'll be here all night. Yeah, I you won't want to let me go in depth either. Well, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Be sure to tune in to us Tuesdays and Thursdays. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Over and out.